You know, Brittany, nothing gives me naked confidence like hitting the gym first thing in the morning. The rush, the endorphins, it just sets the tone for the entire day. Ooh, I like that. Naked confidence. Yeah. It's all about the perfect playlist for me. The right music can uplift my mood instantly. Mm, you know what a close second is for me? What's that? Not stinking. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I use Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's like a secret weapon against odor powered by mandelic acid. Yeah, you're odor-free for up to 72 hours. I love how Lumi tackles every odor concern with natural ingredients, and I appreciate its versatility. I've tried it everywhere, from pits to feet. It never disappoints. Plus, it's baking soda-free and pH-balanced for safe use. And the fact that it's clinically proven to block odor all day, well, that's a game changer. Definitely. And with Lumi Starter Pack, new customers can get $5 off with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. It's a great deal for a fresh start. Don't miss out on feeling confident everywhere you go. Visit lumideodorant.com and use code TLC for a special discount. That's L-U-M-E deodorant.com. Cheers to confidence with Lumi. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by Artshine, a Canadian mobile art company. They bring art to you. Whether that's in a school, retirement home, or company team building, Artshine does it all. They're offering our listeners a special code for their monthly subscription art kits, Artshine in a Box. These art kits are a great way to bring art to your home during COVID-19. Each kit is safely mailed directly to your home and includes a new project, special art medium, and a link to a video tutorial. Use code TLC10 for 10% off any 3, 6, 9, or 12-month subscription. Log on to www.artshine.ca and bring your children the gift of art right in time for back to school. You're listening to The Laughing Couple Podcast with your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Join them weekly as they discuss topics such as relationships, kids, sex, parenting, all unfiltered and all with a healthy dose of laughter. Please welcome your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Hey guys, super excited to introduce our guests for today. Today we have David and Julie Meltzer. David is the co-founder of Sports One Marketing and formerly served as the CEO for Lee Steinberg Sports and Entertainment Agency, which was the inspiration for the movie Jerry Maguire. Show me the money. His life mission is to empower over 1 billion people to be happy. This simple yet powerful mission has led him on an incredible journey to provide one thing, value. In all of his content and communication, that's exactly what you'll receive. As part of that mission, for the past 20 years, he has been providing free weekly training to empower others, to empower others, to be happy. Now, let's jump straight into this podcast, shall we? All right, we've got the legendary... 
Julie Meltzer. Yeah. <laughs> And her husband, David. Oh, yes, yes. He's here as well. <laughs> how are you? How are the both of you doing? We are awesome. Amazing. This is the this first is... couples interview we've ever done. Oh, oh it's going to be the best That's one. fantastic. Uh, we're going to get into your story a little bit, the both of you, but I have to tell, I have to tell you this. My grandfather, um, prior to passing away, uh, once told me, he said, Ryan, if you ever desire to be successful in your life, my advice to you is that you find the right partner. So when I first heard your story, and we're going to ask you about that story, David, my first thought when you were completed was, my goodness, I need to meet his wife. Yeah, in a non-creepy way. Have you ever seen in my book about my grandfather, the easiest way to be happy, the three things you need? Well, I'm I'm embarrassed to say no, I have not, but I would love to hear it. So my grandfather, same thing, three things to be happy. One, you need a job that you love. You spend a third of your life. Uh, working. So you need to love what you do. You need to find the right partner in life because you spend a third of your life with your family Mm -hmm. and your partner will be the liaison between you and everyone else. And then finally, you need to find the best bed you can find because you spend a third of your life sleeping (laughs) and stooping and you need to have. (laughs) And so that's actually in my first book and people love that. But our grandpas probably were very similar people. We're very fortunate in that sense. So um, with that being said, would you mind going through just a, a, a Coles Notes version, because we've already done this on our end, but just a Coles Notes version from your perspective of kind of what happened from the rise to the fall to the rise to where you are today. Uh, and then we can dive into some amazing questions that I'm sure there are a lot of people that would love to hear what what's kind of going on in the background. Cool. Do you want me to give my perception of what happened? I kind of, I kind of want Julie's. I would. Everybody's heard. Is that okay? I, I would love <laughs> to hear Julie's myself. So, why don't you tell? Should I start from the very beginning? Yeah, start from the beginning. Just you know, go as briefly as you can, if, or or we'd have to give them extra time. So Dave and I <laughs> have known each other since we were nine, oh, and um, he lived on the street below me. We <gasps> played together. So yeah. did Ryan and I. Yeah, really? How cool yeah, we've that? been neighbors for quite some time. Back Since I was nine. Yeah. yeah. It's super Isn't weird. crazy? And so anyway, we used to play together as kids, had a great time, and then puberty hit, and I guess he called me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we been were at, um, it was sixth grade camp in California, in San Diego, you go to sixth grade camp. So we were at camp, and he had his best friend ask me to be his girlfriend for him, and I <laughs> Yeah, it was really weird. And I was kind of embarrassed. So I'm, I said really loud, no, why doesn't he ask me himself? And so his friend yelled it out and everybody heard, she doesn't want to be your girlfriend. So I guess he embarrassed him. And I know it's crazy. And um, a couple weeks later, I was walking home from school and he threw an egg and hit me in the back of the head with it. <laughs> no, he didn't. No, I was mortified. I went home crying. I showed my mom and she's like, oh my God, we're going to go over there right now. You need to leave the egg in your hair so I can show his mom. I'm like, no way. I'm not leaving that egg in my hair. I'm not even going near him. And so that was sixth grade. And then I stopped hanging out with them. And then seventh grade, we were walking home from school and he told me all my friends were prettier than me and that I had ugly hair. Oh my I know, god! My hair was like it went full like of egg. Hannah Danahan, <laughs> like at thirteen, and so yeah, he was evil, <laughs> and I hated him. And he says he liked me, but I don't believe you. That's, That's classic. Perfect. Yeah. So that was that, and then <clears throat> I just kind of stayed away from him. He was best friends with one of my cousins, and I would run into him in college and this and that. And so, um, 
the last like adult time that I ran into him, my mom was dying of cancer and, um, I came home and I said, Oh my God, mom, you're never going to believe who I ran into. And she said, who is it? And I said, do you remember Dave Meltzer? And she goes, isn't that that little shit that threw the egg? <laughs> And I him. She goes, well, what's he doing now? And I was telling her, she goes, you should go out with him. And I'm like, oh my God, he's engaged to be married to someone else. She goes, well, someone like him. So mm-hmm. fast forward a year and a half, my mom's gone. I'm at this hotel in Mexico in super crowded like entryway. And we're walking in and out of the bathroom. I didn't see him. He saw me and we bumped elbows. In Mexico? Yes. And at what? the Rosarita Beach Hotel. And um, he said, oh my God, Julie Meltzer, how are you? And I'm like... No, Julie Penn. Oh, right. I, I was not married. Oh, <laughs> presumptuous. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and um, I said, you know, I got a bone to pick with you. I go, you were such a jerk to me when we were little kids. He goes, what? I don't remember that. And I go, you don't remember the egg? It was like a defining moment of my prepubescent oh life. And he's God. like, no, I don't remember that. And I'm like, well, he goes, you're not ugly now. And it was all part of his plan because yeah, you couldn't so, who you in. He my I was there with like eight surfer guys. So they walk up and he's like, Oh my god, she's never gonna go out with me. So he walks away after we're done drinking and throws out my number. Oh my god. I really weird. And so I had his number. We exchanged numbers. So I didn't know that. But I called him like a week later and that was the end. Like our first date was amazing and you know, we had this My favorite uh romantic story is that when we were she moved in right before when we got engaged and mm-hmm. she put, she said to me, rolled over, gave me a really weird look and said, you know, if somebody would have told me when I was 12 that I was going to marry David Meltzer, I think I'd kill myself. Like you would have told me then, forget it. So it yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. So, um, I don't know what you, you said. want me to do the rest of the story. Yeah, go ahead. So, um, that's our, our kind of relationship. And for, for me, you know, just the fact that, you know, at 29 that we were getting married, well, it was 30 when we finally got married. Um, mm-hmm. for me before that though, <clears throat> I was driven by money and grew up as a single mom, six kids. We moved to San Diego uh, when I was nine years old but we didn't have a lot. I always call it the world of not enough. I felt as if I was a victim and I was very jealous of everybody. I felt mm-hmm. so many of my friends were born on third base and thought they hit a home run. They had the cars I wanted, the houses I wanted, the dads that I wanted. And, you know, I really worked hard to buy my mom a house and a car, went to law school. And uh, every every decision I made was based off of money. When I got engaged in in law school, it was a money-based decision. I had been dating a very, very wealthy girl and I wanted that security. And then I ended up getting, you know, this great job and becoming a millionaire nine months out of law school. And, you know, that relationship was affected by how much money that I started making myself. And I made even more money and everything reaffirmed that money bought love and happiness. And until, you know, uh, I really had three warnings, I think. Shout out to Claritin for providing samples and sponsoring this episode. Full disclosure, I was listening to you talk the other day and I was thinking to myself, why does he sound that way? And then I remembered that it's allergy season and that's just your voice because you're so stuffed up. Ah, yes, the old allergy congested accent. Luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. 
Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes. Oh, perfect. So I won't have to listen to you speak like this for the next few weeks. What? You're not into it? It's not uh, not endearing? No comment. Designed for serious allergy sufferers like Ryan. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieves your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. Claritin D tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. So convenient. Just ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. And remember, only use as directed. Guys, have you tried the new wellness shots from Good Vibes Juice? We have, and they're amazing. Perfect for boosting immunity and feeling great. Good Vibes Juice makes all natural wellness shots with ingredients that support your immune system. And they honestly taste good. Plus, they're great to have before you feel sick or even to help you recover faster. It's like having Granny's homemade remedy, but conveniently pre-made. They have three different shots to choose from. Sick Day, Get Well, and Turmeric Daily. The Sick Day shot has echinacea and ginger, known for fighting off colds and boosting immunity. The Get Well shots feature elderberry, a superfood ingredient that helps increase immunity, and the Turmeric Daily has turmeric and chamomile. My personal favorite is the Turmeric Daily. It has turmeric and chamomile, which for me, having recently turned 40, is great for anti-inflammatory and calming properties. What's great is that these shots are all natural with no preservatives or additives. You can take them as a shot or mix them with hot water for a soothing tea. And here's the best part. Visit good vibes with an S juice.com and use promo code TLC to get free shipping and 20% off your first order. That's www.goodvibesjuice.com with promo code TLC. Let's boost our immunity and feel great with good vibes juice. Hey, Ryan. Yes? You stink. Um, okay. I stink too, don't worry. Everyone actually stinks, and it's normal to have body odor, just in case you needed a reminder. Okay, thank you for that. But the best part is, you don't have to stink. (laughs) Just try Lumi whole body deodorant. You're right. And Lumi's powered by mandelic acid, tackling odor for 72 hours from pits to feet, even private areas. It's incredible. Over 300,000 five-star reviews, and you can literally use it everywhere. And the scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or my personal favorite, toasted coconut, make it refreshing. Plus, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that's over 40% off. Stay confident from head to toe with Lumi. Try it with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. That's code TLC at L-U-M-E-D-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. Stay fresh, everyone. Um, one was at 30 when I married Julie, my father uh, sent me the first birthday present in 20 years. It was a jacket with no pockets. And at the time I wasn't ready to reunite or hear f- from him or for him. But mm-hmm. he told me, you know, I was so upset. Why would you give me this jacket? He said to hang in your closet, to remind you that money doesn't buy happiness, that you can't take anything with you when you're gone, that you're just like me. And I don't want you to make the same mistakes as me. And I kind of hung up on my dad, even more mad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my life really changed in 2006. <clears throat> I was a multimillionaire. Uh, you know, we owned a golf course, a ski mountain, 
33 homes, anything I ever wanted, I could buy. I call that period of life the just enough. I went from not enough where I was a victim, where everything happened to me, to right. the world of, you know, just enough for me. And, you know, Julie had great patience and maybe we can go back and ask her what she thought at the time. But for me, you know, I was lost, but I didn't know it. I remember I built this big home for Julie, the, her dream house. And I remember when we moved in, looking at the ceiling going, oh, shit, this is the first time I really felt unhappy. But uh, my second warning sign was that boy that asked her for me to go steady, Robbie. Uh, I took him golfing. By now, I was running Lee Steinberg Sports and Entertainment, the most notable right. sports agency in the world. Uh, Jer- Jerry Maguire, they made the movie. Yeah, show me the money. Yeah, yeah show me the money. And, and you know, I was really uh, – beyond myself. I was around the biggest celebrities, athletes, entertainers, going to the biggest sporting events and award shows and entertainment events. And um, I Rob, my friend, I took him golfing and I asked him to go to the Masters with me. And we were going to go with some really you know, famous people. And he's like, I don't want to go. He's like, Rob, you don't even hang out with me anymore. Why, why not? And he said, because I don't like who you hang out with. And I said, oh, well, wow. come on, I'm not doing what those guys are doing. And that's the second time I got shook. The jacket was the first, but when he turned to me and, you know, he said, Dave, you can lie to me, but don't lie to yourself. You know, there's a book written called Don't Take Yes for an Answer. And there's very few people in my life uh, that from the time I was, you know, literally 24 and a millionaire that wasn't giving me yes. You know, I bought people cars, right. I bought people houses, I paid for down payments, I bought everybody drinks and dinners and limos and planes and everything I could do uh, to buy things I didn't need to impress people I didn't like. Uh, so that mm-hmm. was the world of just enough. And Julie put up with it. And, you know, and later on in life, she'll tell you, or maybe she won't, that, you know, she kind of contributed or enabled that kind of behavior until. Uh, the last draw was Julia had asked me to stay home from the Grammy Awards. And so I lied to her and told her I was going to go to a business meeting. Uh, I went with Little John, the rapper, and a couple of friends to the Grammy Awards. I came home at 530 in the morning, which was more frequent than not for me. I was partying a lot, working for Lee and being around all that right. kind of stuff. And I was completely wasted at 530 in the morning, you know, in 2006. And I came home and we had this huge courtyard with French doors and a you know Spanish style home, and I could see the five foot silhouette. And there she was waiting for me. And Julie decided she wasn't going to give me yes for an answer anymore, and told me the way that she felt and how unhappy she was. And the really weird thing is, even when she told me that and told me to take stock in who I was and what I want to become, and she was fearful not just that she was going to leave me, but that I was going to die that I was, you know, burning the candles at both ends, doing things I shouldn't do. Yeah. I got mad at her. I, I was there that night. I said, you know, F you, like, who do you think you're talking to? Are you kidding? Yeah, but that must've been in your mind because I don't remember that. I remember you going shit and like totally changing day. after that. That was the next day. It's so funny what you remember. Yeah. So my memory too is that night I was pissed and then I woke up the next morning and this is the part she didn't know when I you know, woke up in a forgiving way, but I didn't. I was thinking about getting divorced. I was thinking about money buys happiness. I'm going to take your money. And what changed my life was looking over into that closet and seeing that jacket. Jacket. And wow. for me, 
you know, that jacket, my had no pockets. And I, I just started crying because I had hated my father so much. I thought my dad was a liar, a cheater, manipulator, overseller, back end seller. And what I realized was I was projecting onto him the way that I felt about myself, all the things I hated about my dad, I hated about myself. And that's when, like Julie said, you know, I found four values at that time that I wrote down and started outlining my first book, Connected to Goodness, which I wouldn't write, you know, for, you know, that was 2006. So seven years later, I started writing it, but I started living by those gratitude, forgiveness, accountability, and inspiration, especially forgiveness. And it took me a long time to forgive myself. And once I forgave myself, you know, forgiveness is a means. uh, And a lot of people don't understand. It was the means to unwind all the illusions and untruths that I was telling myself. Uh, and it, you know, the irony is, you know, two years after I bottomed out there, that's when I went bankrupt. That's when we lost everything. And I loved, you know, the Julie to take over the story about losing everything. Cause she, you know, from her perspective. Hey everyone, the following is a testimonial from a principal at a school where Archine runs their school programs. Archine is a great program that balances both inquiry learning and guided instruction. Moreover, the program is offered to schools with subsidized opportunities for students and families that may not be able to afford an art program for their children within their community. Sent by Todd Goodwin, a principal at St. Joseph Catholic School. This really directly aligns with Archine in a Box initiative Get One, Give One model. For every monthly subscription, the enterprise plans to donate one lesson to a child who would otherwise not have access to these types of opportunities. For more information, visit www.arts4allunlimited.org. Oh, so oddly, too, the first 10 years of our marriage, I mean, we bickered a lot, but we also had little kids. The last 10 years, we've had like maybe one or two fights. It's very strange. That means your communication has... (laughs) Well, that's great. How we used to be. Oh yeah, yeah. We they, my friends call this the Bickersons. Yeah. <laughs> do you feel like Julie? Do you feel like during this um, time, did you see or notice changes in David? And and yeah. were you? He was like a lot. I didn't like his friends. I mean, this is kind of crazy. So we would have we had a huge backyard and. We had like Dave had a Jaeger tap machine, like that's the dumbest thing. And <laughs> that um, makes me want to vomit just hearing right? the word Jaeger. And so one day, um, I think it was my birthday. Even we were both asleep, and we had a nanny lived on the other side of the house. It was like a courtyard, and she said someone was having sex in your courtyard next to my window last night. And I'm like, who? Who was at my house? And it was strangers. It was like friends who bought friends that we didn't even know. Oh, no. And there were always these like, it was just, I was sick of the people at my house every Mm -hmm. weekend. And I threw out the tap machine. It was like $600 machine. It was like in the trash. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, we're done. So yeah, I did notice. And I kept trying to tell him and he wasn't listening. And so finally that, like I was saying that one night, it was like four in the morning. I just told him, I'm like, I'm not threatening you. I'm just telling you I'm so unhappy. I think I'm going to leave. Mm-hmm. You have to change or I'm leaving and I'm not saying it like a threat. I'm telling you, I'm just done. I feel like for a long time, you guys, um, maybe just because it's, 
as the lifestyle gets bigger and bigger, it's almost like you're making excuses for like, oh, you know what? It's just because of this or, you know, it's this event. Like, do you, did you find yourself like convincing yourselves no. at points? I thought that I just knew we were hanging out with too many people. We weren't spending time alone as a family. Mm-hmm. We always had something to do. Like it just, I was, it was yeah, funny because I had FOMO, right? I always had this, I had so much opportunity yeah. for all these extraordinary people to be around me. Like I said, people that I didn't even like that I was trying to impress that I had a fear of missing out. I joke now in the last 10 years uh, where we spend so much time together and she's my best friend and my savior. Like I have faux Joe. Uh, I mean, Joe, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, Joe Mo. I call it Joe Mo, joy of missing out. <laughs> I get I get offered so much things and I, I have the Joe Mo. I, I get excited. I'm like, I'm oh, sorry, I can't do it. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, so I saw it all coming. I even told him, I'm like, you're not paying attention to your business and, and me and your home. This is so not you. This isn't the person I married. Yeah. And, you know, you got to figure your stuff out. And I wasn't the only one telling him that. Like his very best friends he grew up with were like, hey, dude, something's up with you. Um, did you have all of your kids at this time? Three. Had, like, three while this was- so then, okay, so this is what happened. So uh, we had that conversation about two years before all the shit hit the fan, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we were good. We were in a good place when we were in a terrible financial place, thank God. And we really only had one like financially bad, bad year where I was like, what are we going to do? And Dave always said, you know what, just one day at a time, we're going to do this one day at a time. We're going to make sure we have the money for whatever it is we need. And we got through it. And, um, it was only uphill since then. And I've noticed such a huge change in him. Like I used to be the super spiritual one. And now I feel like he's way more spiritual than I am. That's incredible. That's amazing. Now, David, you're you're a big proponent of scheduling and structuring and really understanding your calendar. Is that are these the things that you learned on the rise back up, or has that always been in your place? So the calendar wasn't um, in those five things that I live by, but efficiency, effectiveness, and statistical success. The power of sixty four was always in me since I was twenty four years old. I you know, I knew that because I had such extraordinary academic family, I always felt like I wasn't as smart as everyone else. So I prided myself on outworking anyone and being more efficient than anyone and statistically successful, whether it was in sports, you know, at bat or, you know, it was all math to me. And I joke around uh, with Julie about being John Nash, you know, from Beautiful Mind, that Mm -hmm. sometimes things move so fast mathematically, in physics and quantum physics and metaphysics in my mind that I feel like one day Julie's going to come into the closet instead of a studio, there's going to be, you know, crayon all over the windows in my closet <laughs> and uh, you know all, all dates and times and in 20 minute and five minute segments all written out. But I will tell everyone that beyond the calendar, it's really the mathematical formula of luck. I've always been lucky. Uh, and, er- you know, Everyone has always said I could fall into a gutter and come out smelling like roses, but I believe it's a mathematical equation. I have always learned to pay attention to and give intention to the coincidences I want and all in. I have a, I have a desire that I must be what I can be. And it's the Rocky, it's the Rudy, it's the things that make me cry for watching it so many different times in my life that I, that's just part of my quantum being. And student in the calendar was a mechanism that I used to utilize that mathematical equation for what I have planned, what I don't have planned in my sleep 
and then incorporating the lenses of productivity, accessibility, and gratitude so that I see, I call that the Meltzer kaleidoscope. That's how I see the world. I always see it with productivity, how much value can I provide, accessibility, how accessible am I to others, and how am I accessing what I want? Receiving is a big deal and a big lesson, and Julie's really good at receiving. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then also gratitude, which I've always had inherent in me, the power to find the light, the love, and the lessons in everything. And like Julie said, once we had those financial challenges, you know, that's where that lens came in, that gratitude. I was like, one day at a time, I, I was, I lost all fear once I started getting back onto the luck formula because I wasn't, like Julie said, paying attention or giving intention to the coincidences I want. I was, you know, doing things I shouldn't do, hanging around with people I shouldn't hang out with. When you say luck too, like, are you referring to like simple things, like you were saying, like signs, sometimes these small things that you maybe aren't, if you're not present in that moment, you would just kind of not think about them. Like even the jacket. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, when you put your attention and intention into something, that's what you're going to get. And including the relationships, I think, I know this is a relationship show. So I always say the best thing I did in my marriage was I look for the superpowers in Julie and that's what I ended Which up are getting. a lot. <laughs> I bet. Now, speaking, speaking of not Julie, being stopping cape. eggs. I knitted her cape. That's how many superpowers you <laughs> have. Speaking of, of the superpowers, uh, I heard a story one time, and I'd love to hear Julie's perspective on this, and I'm assuming it's true. Now, I heard when, once you were going through the bankruptcy and starting to, to piece your life back together financially, the first paycheck you received, you gave to charity. Is that correct? Yes. Part of it. <laughs> okay. So I'd love to hear this yeah. story because this to me is, it just, it, I can't wrap my head around it. Let me set it up for her because part of it was her telling me how lost I was and I wasn't paying attention. And even when we were young, I remember walking at the Monarch Beach Hotel uh, by the Salt Creek there. And I'm on this big ass bag phone or the brick phones they used to have. And it's absolutely gorgeous. And we're walking and Julie's, you know, oh, my God, this is so beautiful. Dave, look at this. And I'm just so unifocused. Right. And she's like, you're so lost. I remember I wasn't even married yet. And she's like, God, you're so lost. And she so she, see it. that was a theme for her that I didn't get it. And we get in these arguments. She's like, you don't get it. I'm like, you don't get it. How much money do you make? You know, this is like <laughs> yeah. the attitude that I had. So as a setup, oh, we've had those conversations. Yeah. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously. And six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. For first check from bankruptcy. I'm working for Lee Steinberg. Uh, he kept me on. Rented house, rented furniture. We have one car, three girls under 10, and she's pregnant with our first fourth child, which is a boy, but she's pregnant and we have moved out of this huge home with everything we could ever buy. And I bring home the first check. So um, for me too, it's, I, I'm, you know, in, I'm a full believer in karma and um, abundance. And I just, I feel like what you give comes back to you anyway. And I love to help people. And I just thought it was something that we needed to do. 
I love that. And it's obviously stuck with you guys. And again, like it's probably just adds to the whole luck factor, right? Well, I think the the impressive thing to me is when you're down on your luck, so to speak, and I know that you're a lucky guy, but when you're down on your luck, and I would say bankruptcy is probably down on your luck, to to be able to donate or give to a charity when you are struggling mm-hmm. says something about your commitment, not just to the charity, but but to the karma, right? There, there's there's believing in karma when you have money, and then there's believing in karma when you don't have money. Yeah, it's faith. Uh, real, real faith and the blend of the pragmatic and the faithful world are a continuum and a conflict that I teach and, and study. I will tell you the biggest common question that I get with all the people that reach out to me now is, you know, I'm depressed, I'm an- anxious, I'm unemployed, I'm marriages and impre- like all these problems. What should I do? And I know one truth. I said, go do a good deed. Like, even if you can't afford a check, if it's impossible for you not to feel better if you go do a good deed. Julie jokes around that we're super old now because she can't make it through our, you know, after dinner walk without going to the bathroom. And I want to carry my pointer <laughs> stick to pick up trash around the neighborhood. Yeah, he's all about that trash. <laughs> I'm cleaning up the neighborhood with my, I asked for a point, you know, those little uh, oh, yeah. stickers uppers. Yeah. That's what I got for my father's day gift. We're barely into our fifties and we're already like 80 year old. And we eat at four <laughs> in the afternoon. So <laughs> it's better for your gut anyways. <laughs> Julie, uh, can I ask you, uh, I know we're, we were, we're pressed for time here, but I, I think it's really important to ask from a structure standpoint and an agreement standpoint, because really the foundation of a relationship is communication and, and it you know falls under structures and agreements. What agreements and structures did you guys put in place on the rebound up? Because obviously there were some things that were missing in the first round, um, but for you to stay as committed as you guys were through that first round to hit the bankruptcy and then bounce back, I'm, I'm assuming, I think I'm assuming that's a good yeah. word. I'm assuming that there were some structures and agreements that were put in place. What did you guys do as a foundation? Like after that first night where he came home and you were like ready to throw an entire carton of eggs at his face. <laughs> and what did you guys do? Did you guys, like after you got over your argument the next day, even did you say, Hey, like oh, this I, is, I was kind and I was hoping and he was super kind. That's really what it was. It was almost like a switch in his head went off. He, you know, he was trying, he was, he was trying to be kind mm-hmm. and, and spend more time with us and not going out with these people. I didn't really care for and in fact, I did have to tell some of those people we're not going to be friends with you anymore, like literally to their face. You made me fire them. Yeah, as friends. <laughs> was it like friends. awkward or did it feel like well, a little bit like was that, If we ever go to dinner together, I'll have to tell you the awkward story. <laughs> um, I pretty much had to tell this guy's wife something and it was terrible. I, I will tell you one of the things that looking back uh, that Warren, Warren Moon's my business partner, when we first started to really get to know each other, he said, Dave, did you ever notice a lot of your friends have been in rehab? <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. As far as our agreements go, I, I have to say, I think it was very, our relationship was the same. I really, truly, and I always say this is Dave changed. Yeah. Something because just most clicked. men don't do that. Most men are like, screw you. You know, I'm going to do what I want to do. And Dave was like, yeah, I don't think I want this life. And and then we also got pregnant. So we moved away and totally really people weren't around, but it really forced us to be just one as a family. And it was sure. the best thing that ever happened to us. 
Now there's also, there's, there's a commitment to your partner that you have, but over time, um, you start to develop a listening of them that changes. Um, and it's very difficult to peel back that listening and to recreate and regenerate somebody newly. There has to be a massive commitment on your behalf to have looked past those things, those indiscretions or whatever. Yeah, because I know I'm not perfect and I'm sure he had to change the way he looks at me so that he doesn't get so mad at me. But I, um, I, yeah, and it's hard. And sometimes it still bothers me when I think about it, huh? Or I'll wake up with a bad dream, all pissed off. You know how that is. Well, I'll I tell so, you, one of the hardest things was writing that book, the section one that talks about our story and connected to goodness, but even harder than writing it. Because, you know, all these things I blacked out and you're forced, you know, people are asking you questions to write the book, to dig deep. But when she read it in front of Julie's a voracious reader, she reads a ton of books. And so she read the book in front of me in that first section, you know, maybe it's 40 pages or whatever. And she, it was painful to watch. You know, it's more painful to listen to him talk about it. I asked him not to talk about it anymore in his speeches when I'm there because it really hurts me still. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Wow. Well, I, uh, I tip my hat to you as I, as I said, when we first started my, uh, my grandma, my grandfather's advice to me was find the right partner. It's, it's very clear that the structure, the foundation, the belief and the faith has always been there for you, Julie. It's, uh, it's very, it's very impressive, um, to hear and to see, you can hear it even in your, in your, uh, delivery. It just, it never, your belief in David never left. I think that's probably. No, I and fan, I'm yeah. your number one fan, babe. But I, I will tell you the, the hardest thing for me, um, because I've been blessed, especially in the last five years, and in, in building, you know, the, and helping people, is that none of it. And I'm going to try to say this without crying, uh, you know, could have been possible without her. Oh, that's amazing. I feel like Ryan wants to say the exact same thing about me as well. <laughs> well, our, our lives, our lives parallel, um, not to the same degree, but, uh, I'm recreated in your story, David. There's no doubt about that. Wow. The, the rock, the foundation has always been, uh, my wife. And uh, it really helps when, when you've literally been in each other's lives for so long, like our parents, yeah. our moms are best friends. Oh, that's so. awesome. Yeah, he couldn't escape me. And then again, puberty hit for me, and he was like, "Well, she has boobs now." (laughs) No, yeah, we do. We do parallel, Ryan. You're right. Yes, thank you very much. (laughs) No, but um, you know, I I know we're we're over time here. But Julie, is there any advice that you can give to a partner whose partner is out to create this massive dream? Like you've you've watched someone create from nothing, something that, you know, most people will never, ever experience, but you've lived on the other side of that. So, you know, the time and the energy and the commitment away from you and away from your family and, and what it takes. Is there any advice that you would have for a partner, male or female, when the other partner is so driven to achieve something? Um, make time. Like I, I, we make time for each other. Like I know he's driven, like even tonight, we'll probably sit right on top of each other next to each other no space between us and he'll be working on his emails and we might not be talking, but at least we're together. Mm-hmm. And so we spend time that way if he's so busy and then, you know, he walk all, every day. yeah, we walk every day together with the dog, even if it's just for 20 minutes, just to like 
be alone. And, um, you know, I, I don't find it that hard actually. And I do travel with him when he travels, well, mm-hmm. not all the time, but I try. I think that's, I mean, it just goes back to the core. Like you guys are, I think you're well, meant like to be. I tell my kids that. Yeah. It's like, honey like, yeah. Like, you know how kids, they think the whole world revolves around them. So they couldn't imagine a you together. Yeah. But yeah. I think their kids do. Like, I think they know that we're like a boyfriend and a girlfriend. Do your kids laugh at the story when he wanted you oh, to be yeah. his girlfriend? We tell them all the time, especially my 10 year old. I'm like, you could be with your wife right now and you don't even know. Oh my God. <laughs> Will you be my girlfriend? Yes, no, maybe. What I love about the social media is, and I'm starting to see a lot more of it. um, I don't know if there's there's an intention behind it, but I'm starting to see the family is actually partaking in the social media uh, posts. It's really funny too, because, you know, I saw someone quoted the other day on his Instagram. Oh, you have such a wholesome family. And I cracked up because you should have seen us making this video. Like people were screaming at each other. <laughs> well, one daughter is like literally we said to me, made a TV if show. you use this video, I'm going to sue you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny. And it's nice to see, it's nice to see the, enti- the entire story. Right. Um, you know, Dave, when you've got such a, such a following, such an audience, such a voice, such a platform. It's often missed that there's such a massive structure behind you to support that. And that's one of the things and one of the main reasons why we reached out to you in the first place was to get to get the story behind the story. Um, yeah, and so we, we're very grateful for that. So much. Now, David, I did I did want to quickly touch base on one thing before we, sure. we wrap this up, unless you want to talk forever, because I'm totally down for that. We got to go on our walk. Yes. The dogs barking. Gotcha. <laughs> so you you offer a weekly uh, a weekly training, free weekly training um, that allows people to get into your space and really understand what it is to to create happiness in your life. I know that there's a, there's a saying that you have, and I can't, I I might, might get this wrong. I might butcher this. So my apologies if I do, but it's make a lot of money, make a big difference and have a lot of fun. Is that right? Help people. Yeah. Yeah. Make a lot of money, help a lot of people and have a lot of fun. We're close. Yeah. Yeah. So I appreciate it. For 20 years, I've been training people for free. It started as sales training and then grew within the community and had always been at my office. And we'd fill the office, you know, for people for lunch from 11, it was 11, 15 to one every single Friday. And, you know, now that COVID hit, I put it online. And last week we had 15,000 registrations. Uh, And, you know, my, I've always wanted to create a collective consciousness of happiness and being a math person, I finally figured out a way that I think almost everyone that meets me believes I can achieve, which is find a thousand people like you two who are going to empower a thousand people to empower a thousand people to be happy in their lifetime and a thousand times a thousands a million, a million times a thousands a billion. And if I can change a billion people's mindset, heart set and actions, to effectuate happiness like I know I can and I will you know really focus in on it every single day I pray every morning for at least 10 people I can help and teach others to do the same I say thank you before I go to bed and when I wake up all the different things I teach both pragmatic and faith and I believe that I can create a collective consciousness with a billion people or over a billion people, as I say. And so if anyone ever comes or wants to come, it's all free. I get my books for free, my guys for free, my exercise for free and my training for free. And it's every Friday, 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And the replays are free. My podcast. What makes me feel best is 
I don't know if people know my podcast, but the playbook is one of the, it's the top entrepreneur podcast with the biggest names in sports, entertainment, media, all, I mean, you name it, the, from Cameron Diaz, the Dan Aykroyd, the Ray Lewis, they're all on there, Deepak Chopra. And Amazing. the number one podcast download I have now is my replay of my uh, Road to Revenue and Happiness training is the number one downloaded every week over that's all a, these big names. So that's I think amazing. people are listening. There you go. Well, I think at the end of the day, we we idolize people, but but we want to change our own lives, right? And and you've created a structure to do that. And I'm very grateful for it. I know that uh, our community is very grateful for it. Now, how do they get to that, David? Uh, you know, just the best way is go to dmeltzer.com forward slash training, or I give my email, david at dmeltzer.com. And I also give my text 949-298-2905. All three are great ways to get free books, free exercise, free guide. I also do a pitch competition once a, a month. So if you're interested in that, just go ahead, email me, text me, or go to the, that training website and register. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much, the both of you, uh, for your time, your energy, and and your commitment to each other. It's it's That is the most inspirational thing that I've seen and heard today. Uh, we'll have to double date when this COVID thing's over. We'd love to meet you guys in person. Oh, we'd love Amazing. it. Masks included. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Well, enjoy your walk. Have yourselves a wonderful evening. And thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Be kind to your future self. Do good deeds. I love you guys. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye for now. Bye-bye. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of the therapy group, and hosts of the Shrink Chicks podcast. Every week, we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships, and burnout, making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the cycle babble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist but don't know how. And work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. Hey.